You're listening to the Before Midnight Podcast with your host, Felicia and Jessica. Grab your Bible and a cup of something warm. We're going to chat about making the most of the magically transformed lives we've been given. Last week on the Before Midnight Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. We are so excited to be chatting with you today about being the light in a worn down world. The world doesn't have the hope that a lot of us hold and that honestly, I take for granted a lot of the times, you know, like having that hope in the future. And we can look around at the world and the chaos and everything and the stuff we see on the news. And I think about sometimes if that's all I knew and I didn't have like the love of Jesus that I live by every day, it would be really exhausting. And it like gives me a lot of empathy for the people in the world that don't have that. And a lot of the times I think it can be a little bit of a challenge because even growing up at a Christian school, um, people that were very open about their faith, definitely in high school, like anybody that was very open about their faith and at chapel, they would sing the praise songs and stuff. They were kind of looked down on and it was actually almost like the cool thing to be questioning your faith and to be in the back and act like too cool for this kind of thing. (laughs) The older I've gotten, the more I think I've realized that the people that I've been afraid of that might think less of me for it, they seem like they're hurting so much. You know, they don't actually seem like they have it all together. They actually look like they're struggling or they're searching and, and it makes it not so much like, oh man, I gotta be, you know, I can't share my faith or something like that. But it's like, man, why wouldn't I share this? I mean, it's, it's what they're looking for. And the older people get, you know, the high school naive confidence kind of starts to fade. And then people get mortgages and they get kids and they get, you know, bosses and they get older and they get, you know, diseases. And then all of a sudden they're like, what, what am I doing? And that's when, The answer is Jesus. You know, God calls us to be the salt, but when we are trying to conform to the world, we lose the saltiness. And Mm -hmm. people who are looking outside and they're looking at Christians and all they're seeing is people that are equally frustrated. They're equally impatient. They equally Mm -hmm. are anxious. It's like, okay, why would they want that? Right? Right. What exactly are we offering? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, it really comes down to our experience with the light. I think there's a difference between Christians who are kind of going through the motions and they like telling people what to do and they like to be maybe a bit self-righteous and they like to share, oh, here's what the word says. And let me tell you six steps to this. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they like to do that because they like the feeling it gives them versus the people who have spent time with the light. They've gotten to know the light. The light has transformed them. It's healed their wounds. It's carried their sorrows. It's brought them life. Those people, when they go out and they're the light, it's completely a different experience when you meet a Christian like that. And I think that's really at the end of the day, The goal of all of us is to be that kind of light in the world. In talking about what it really means to be the light, I think we kind of wanted to break this down into what it actually practically means. You know, sometimes I know I think 
But that means I have to evangelize to every single person I see. So the woman in the checkout counter, if I don't tell her about Jesus, then I'm a bad Christian, right? And mm-hmm. I was just, I just brought darkness into that grocery store, right? <laughs> like, it's like you feel like the sense of guilt. And like you said, it's not that preaching or evangelism or telling people about Jesus is bad. If you feel led to do that, then yeah. you need to do it. And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Absolutely. But I think we need to realize that there's more to being the light than just trying to preach a sermon at people because you may not know where where they're at and that may be the last thing they need to hear mm-hmm. i think when it comes to being the light a really good story that i think really shows us well is the good samaritan in the bible which mm-hmm. is probably a story you haven't heard since children's church <laughs> it was the religious people that were too busy doing the work of the ministry to stop and help this person and the person that stopped to help i don't even think told them about jesus he came he saw a need He helped this person, he took care of their wounds and he brought them to safety. That was the need and he met it. And what I find interesting about the story is that Jesus is the one that told it. And I think it's really his heart of like, hey, let me show you, what does it mean to be me in these situations? Mm. What does it mean to be the light? What does it mean to show my heart to people? Here's what I would do. In order to illustrate this in the most practical way possible, because we're all about that here on this podcast, we have an acronym for LIGHT, L-I-G-H-T. Can what I, does it mean to practically be the light? Can I say the word and then you explain it? I would love for that. Can we do back and forth? Wait. That sounds good, but you are going to talk about it too, right? I am, I am, I am. Listen. Oh, for listen. Oh, I was supposed to say the letter. I notice that if you read through the Gospels, every time that Jesus healed someone, he did it differently. Mm. Because it's not like he came down to earth and said, okay, well, you want to get healed? You want some help? You want to be set free? Okay, here's my standard. Come up here and meet this, and then maybe you can find your freedom. No, he came to them. He found out where their faith was. And then he came to that place and he met them in that place where they were at and he brought life and healing. And I think as, especially as Christians, again, Mm -hmm. whether it's to, to non-Christians or to fellow Christians, you know, there's so much we can learn about someone and so much that we can bring as far as light is concerned. When we take the time to listen, listen to where they're at, what are they dealing with? What are they struggling with? What are they believing God for? What are they wanting out of life? What are they desiring? Where are Mm -hmm. they hurting? And then meeting them where they're at rather than just coming in with our opinions and our ideas about everything that's going on and kind of shoving that on other people. It's so easy to, um, like, instead of listening, you're wanting to just solve it. And I also fall into this sometimes. Yeah. Like trying to just, oh, okay, like, okay, well then do this, do that. I see the solution. Let me help you. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's what people want. But just the importance of people feeling like they're heard yes. is really important. So the next letter in the acronym is I. For interest. <laughs> <laughs> having interest for someone and having empathy, like putting yourself in their shoes and caring mm. about what they're going through, being willing to listen. This is all about being the light. Mm-hmm. And so being the light, yeah. like we've said, is really about being Jesus for people, mm-hmm. right? Like representing his heart for them. And he takes an interest in us. Yeah, He takes an interest in the things that we care about and the things that we're passionate about and the, and the things that matter to us. And it's amazing. If you want to learn how to be a better communicator or learn how to be... Um, 
social lubricant. I don't know, that's not a very great word, but you know, learn how I to like be it. Yeah. someone who's really good at like conversation with people. Find out what they're interested in and then ask them about that because it is the fastest way to their heart. All right, so the letter G stands for grace. Grace, being <laughs> graceful towards people. You know, no matter what, no matter how great the person is, if there are people in your life, you're going to have to forgive them at some point. Like they're going to do something or you're going to perceive that they do something that's going to require some forgiveness and it's going to require some grace. And when we're talking about being the light in people's lives, if they can't believe that you would show them grace when they don't deserve it, then why would they believe that there's a God who would show them grace as well? Because we're all super aware that we have flaws, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think all of us are pretty aware, even if we pretend and we have a facade, we're all super aware that we have flaws, that we make mistakes, that we're not worthy Mm -hmm. of true love. I think that's what we all feel deep down inside. And so one way that we can really show light, show the heart of Jesus for people this season is to be graceful whether that's in our marriages, whether that's with our kids, whether that's with our friends, whether that's with our coworkers. I feel like that's one that gets left off a lot of times, Mm -hmm. but man, everyone's under so much stress these days. Our world is just full of workaholics. And there's a very, Jeff and I just recently got back from a trip to Europe. We went to Holland and France and this fall, and a topic that we kept talking to people about was work. And it's very, very interesting the different mindsets that Europeans have about work versus Americans and we would kind of explain it to them and they would just be like oh my gosh why why do they feel like they need to work that much why like that's so like that's not the point of life like what are they doing and it's just like I'm a European at heart (laughs) European at heart right here we're just gonna move to France it's gonna be fine but, um, eat baguettes. And... Eat baguettes and go to Disneyland Paris. It's fine. But <laughs> but it is shocking. And, you know, yeah. America is also an amazing place, mm-hmm. right? Like we're mm-hmm. full of people who are just kind of like, go get it, get it yeah. done. Like it is amazing. And so yes. that entrepreneurial spirit is a very good thing. But a lot of that, a lot of the unhealthy attitude that we Americans have about work kind of leads to us having very little grace on ourselves. And when we have very little grace on ourselves, we have very little grace for other people. And I think especially in the realm of work, it's so easy because we see how we're we're struggling, we're doing everything we can, and we're not appreciated, right? We did an episode on when you're overworked and underappreciated. Yes. Check that out if you mm-hmm. feel that way. Mm-hmm. But when you feel that way, and then other people just seem to irritate you, or they seem to not take you seriously, or they, they drop the ball, or they don't come through for you, or they feel like you're just not important, it's so easy to judge them and to treat them differently but a lot of times those are the people who very much need grace because they probably have no grace on themselves and they're also probably under an immense amount of pressure like you said showing empathy right putting yourself in other people's shoes if you take a moment when you feel bitter or frustrated put yourself in their shoes just for a moment it will supernaturally wipe away harsh feelings for them yeah. Like it just will. If you truly do it and you're truly mm-hmm. wanting to see what their life might be like or what it might be like to have their pressures or have their their life or their forgotten dreams or their struggles, right? Or their marriage, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. It's like if you put yourself in that situation for a moment, 
it will instantly take away those harsh feelings and then it will allow you to rise up and extend grace to them. And that may be one of the most powerful ways that we can show light in this world. Yeah, and we're talking about, you know, like Jesus and being the light and how he lives and how he reaches out versus a world that's very worn down. And I've noticed more and more, like the way of the world is not to give grace. And it's more so like they've wronged me. Okay, just cut them out. You know, Mm -hmm. like that's the way of the world, unfortunately. And so it is so important to realize that like God is a God of grace. And when people are looking at different entities, different religions, different groups, they go by the fruit of that group. You know, whether we like it or not, that's just Mm -hmm. kind of how it is. Like we look at groups and we're like, okay, what is that producing? You Mm -hmm. know? And I always want to tell people, you know, it's not really about the people. It's about Jesus. Like, look at the word, go back to him. (laughs) But people will look to us and be like, what is being produced in Mm -hmm. them? So in first Corinthians 5, 12, It says, for what have I to do with judging those who are outside? Do you not judge those who are inside? And basically what that verse is saying is that as Christians, it's not our responsibility to judge the world. And that might be like shocking for some to hear. And I think it is like a little bit interesting because it's saying, you know, as far as condemning those who are outside the world and disciplining those outside the world, like that is on God, you know, God is going to come and that's like part of the second coming. Um, but like judging those who are outside in the world is kind of the same as like going over to your neighbor's house and like disciplining them. Like we have a relation, we were talking about their kids. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about, I think two episodes ago, basically like having, um, you need to have some sort of relationship with people. And you were talking about like how how you'll speak some way to Jeff and like, I'll speak to Brian on something. And that's what it's talking about inside the church. Like, you know, we should be holding people accountable to a certain extent inside the church with that relationship. It's different when you're going to do something with your neighbor's kids, like disciplining them versus, you know, somebody in your own family that you've built that relationship with. The next letter in the acronym is H, which stands for helpfulness. Helpfulness, yes, or being helpful. And I think this really goes back to um, what we were talking about earlier with the story of the Good Samaritan that Jesus Mm -hmm. shared is really sometimes being the light in people's life like we said, is not so much shoving our opinions in their face or giving them a five-point sermon on how they can do better in life, but actually just being helpful. You know, what are some ways that you can actually help people in your in your life? Like the Good Samaritan, that person didn't need a sermon on how much he needed Jesus, right? He needed help. He needed someone to bandage up his wounds. He needed someone to take him somewhere where he could get some food. And sometimes, especially in the holiday season, I think we overlook how much bringing someone into your home bringing them food, listening to them, just caring about them, helping them with something that they need help with. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's a problem at work. There have been so many times when I've struggled with something at work, fixing a problem and someone helps me, whether it's Jeff or whether it's someone else. And I'm like, oh man, that, that gave me so much hope, you know? And it's like, we want to instill hope in people, but sometimes people aren't going to see hope because you tell them that they should have hope, mm-hmm. right? Like that's not what produces hope. Hope is the substance of things. No, faith is the substance. <laughs> faith is the substance of things <laughs> hoped for. And yeah. in order to have hope, it's a positive expectation of good. And there's so much negativity in this world right now. People don't have hope. I mm-hmm. mean, all you have to do is turn on social media or the news 
and you're instantly depressed. I mean, there's just so yeah. much going on and not a lot of people have a lot of hope, but mm-hmm. bringing hope into people's life can sometimes mean just being, being helpful, you know, helping them with a problem or helping them with a need. And that can shine so much light into their life more than anything else. Yeah. And I feel like at work, it's easy for me to be helpful. But then when I get home, I feel like one of the hardest resources for me to give is time because I get so into a schedule yeah. and I'm, I'm kind of very routine in some ways, some ways I'm not, but like being helpful and making that time for people mm-hmm. is something that I try to work on. And I do think there's a balance to that because mm-hmm. with Jesus, even like he was the most helpful. He spent hours healing people, you know, <laughs> delivering people, speaking to yeah. people into their lives. But at the same time, Jesus also took time just with the Father. You know, it said many times in the New Testament that Jesus went away and prayed alone, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, or there is a balance there too. But it is like, I love that you said, you know, it points people to Jesus and it gives them hope when they're seeing helpfulness in the church. Absolutely. Because I mean, we all know that Jesus is the help that they need. Mm-hmm. But how are they going to know that he's actually helpful and not just yeah. another standard that they're failing to hit? Exactly. And I think one way is for us to, like we're talking about in this episode, be the light, be Jesus for people. Mm-hmm. And he came to help us. Like we talked about earlier, he never healed anyone the same way twice because he came to where they were. And so what we can do for people is to come to where they are in the midst of their struggles and whatever problem they have, yeah. listen, show interest in it, and then be helpful and help them solve it. And then they've just experienced experienced a piece of Jesus that they're going to want more of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the next word in the acronym is T for trustworthy. (laughs) (laughs) And when we're thinking about trustworthy, I feel like there's a lot of things and ways that I need to grow. But I feel like one thing I've always valued is like being a confidant for somebody. Like if people tell me something, I will and they tell me like, Hey, you know, this is private. Don't mention it. Like I won't even tell people I'm closest to, you know? (laughs) So like, um, you know, I feel like that is such a value for people when they know that they can come to you and it's not going to be something that you repeat to so many people. And it also like brings it back to being like, why are they so trustworthy? Because Mm -hmm. when you look into the world, I feel like it's so easy for people to just like you know, spill everything. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it really points people to the faithfulness that God has, but it also kind of made me laugh (laughs) because one thing I'm working on that's on the flip side of that is like, um, in high school, I don't know if I've ever told you this before, (laughs) but in high school I was like voted for the person that's most likely to cancel for Netflix. So that's like another flip side of like cancel for Netflix. Yeah. Like what does that mean? To cancel plans. To watch Netflix. To watch Netflix. Okay. <laughs> so, this does make sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know because it's like the timing and everything, like being late. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's like also like working on also being um, dependable. That is such a good point. First of all, what an interesting superlative that is to be Did you have for. superlatives? We did. Yeah. But we didn't have... <laughs> We didn't have that one. That is kind of interesting. But you know yeah. what? I am a bit older than you, and I don't think Netflix was such oh, yeah. a that's big true. thing when mm-hmm. I was in high school. It was really when I went off to college. I feel like, I mean, that's what I, all I had was Netflix at that point. Mm-hmm. So maybe that could be the case, but that's an interesting <laughs> superlative. Um, but it's so true. Like being someone who is dependable, you know, something with the whole gossip thing, like you said, like mm-hmm. kind of being like a trustworthy person with someone, it also 
they're going to look at you as whether you're trustworthy or not by how much gossip you share with them. That is so true. And I think that's kind of something that we don't always think about. I know I don't because there's just something, you almost feel like you're bonding with someone, right? Like you're not always trying to be weird, but you're just Mm -hmm. like, you know, bonding with them over this and sharing information. But if you're constantly gossiping about other people to someone, they're going to remember and they're going to know this is not a safe person that I yeah. can talk to and open up to. And so just being someone with a consistency of character, I think is really important when it, when we talk about being the light for people, showing Jesus to people this season um, mm-hmm. and really every season, of course, but it's just showing that consistency of character where you're not just always going up and down, up and down, yeah. right? Like, you know, you might be really irritated and frustrated one day, but then you're just like really surprisingly nice and happy the next day. And it's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. that's really terrifying for people. That's not, uh, that's not a safe place, yeah. right? Like they say that children who grow up with parents like that, like they feel so unsafe. That's one reason why Mr. Rogers, one of many reasons why that show I think was so, um, uh, successful is mm-hmm. because he showed up every day. He did the same thing. He took off his jacket. He put on his cardigan. He took off his shoes. Right. He was consistent. He was consistent in showing up, and he was consistent in his tone. He was consistent in his character, and we think that kids need that, but adults need that too, right? Like, absolutely. It's absolutely crazy, and I think one way this can show up too is in work, since we're talking about work a lot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's easy to get so, and I mean, we all do it. It's so easy to get so overwhelmed and so stressed out about things that we just kind of let loose, and we just kind of let people have it. And then, um, of course, I mean, I don't know if I've ever let anyone at work have it. That's yeah, not really yeah. my place. But it's like in a smaller but degree, in right? In a smaller like degree. if someone sees that you're up and down, it's like, okay, well, I maybe I'm not going to trust them with as I'm much. I'm not going to trust them with yeah. much. And maybe they're not someone that I can depend on. And the thing is, if they can't depend on you as a Christian, what makes them think that they can depend on God, who you represent? Mm-hmm. And I think that's really the, the key of dependency is it's not that you never make a mistake. It's not that you're perfect. It's not that you have all the answers or all the solutions, but what is it like there is okay okay real quick there is a contest (laughs) for people to paint pictures of what it what it means to um what it means to have peace Mm -hmm. what does peace look like in a painting and there was this contest and there are lots of paintings of you know peaceful gardens and lambs laying down in the field and just what you kind of think of with peace but the painting that won was a little bird in the branch of a tree and there was a massive crazy storm happening around it but it was it was at peace it was still Mm -hmm. covered in the branches of this tree and i think really that's what people are looking for there's so much going on in this world there's so much uncertainty in every area of our lives for most people marriages work um finances purpose health those things are all up in the air for them. They don't have confidence in any of those things. And so what we can bring to people is a sense of God's peace in the midst of the storms of life. And how we do that is our character has to be so strong and rooted in his truth and in his love that when we're experiencing these storms and these craziness, we may not be perfect and we may be struggling, but we can go, you know what? I have peace. You know what? Let me help you. You know what? We can do this. And you bring a peaceful presence into the situation that is going to translate so much of God's heart and God's love and God's light than anything else that we could do, especially in the times when it's complete chaos. Yeah, and when you mentioned like one of the qualities of peace is consistency. And it's funny, you guys don't see, but our husbands are sitting right behind us right now. 
and in front of us in front of us <laughs> yes and behind you <laughs> and when i heard dependability and consistency like i thought of brian because that was maybe one of the best traits that attracted me to him was that his emotions and everything were always so consistent mm. and you know you you say like opposites attract like that was mm-hmm. one of the things that i think my heart was needing in life was someone that would be constant in their Mm -hmm. emotions and like I could always depend on them and that's like Mm -hmm. I've heard other coworkers say like Brian's so dependable you know (laughs) so that is true it's like when you find somebody like that that isn't irritated by everything and it's like very consistent Mm -hmm. it it makes you feel very safe and it shows a consistency in faith too like when we're talking about being the light for people who maybe don't know Jesus it shows that there's something holding you down that mm-hmm. they don't have. Yes, there's something so else there because everything else could be going crazy. There could be struggles. There could be stress. And the world says you should be freaking out. But you're just like, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. Mm-hmm. They want that, right? Oh, yeah. like that's what people need. They want that anchor in the ocean. They want that calm in the storm. And so I think it having a consistency of character um, and bringing that into people's lives and showing up for them through all these other ways that we've been talking about, mm-hmm. you know, and being consistent with that, I think can really shine a light so bright in their life that you're not going to have to really evangelize too much to yes. them at that point. <laughs> they're going to want to know what you have. And more than that, they're going to trust you mm-hmm. and they're going to, to seek you out when they need help. Yeah. And they're going to know who they can turn to when they need a friend. Yeah, absolutely. It's like we we see the life of Jesus and we hear the messages because they say in the Bible, like this was such a small portion of all of the miracles that Jesus did. But it makes me think because you were talking earlier about how like the sinners and everything, they loved being with him. They were attracted Mm. to him. And it's like, I'm assuming that a lot of his life was not the preaching. You know, it was the time that he spent with his disciples. And that Mm -hmm. was like, that was what was attractive. It was his actions more than the words that he was saying absolutely thank you so much for tuning in if you enjoyed this episode then please subscribe to this podcast you can catch all of the future episodes we have coming your way and if there's anybody you know who would enjoy this please share it with them thank you so much we'll see you next time